March on, Monday. That would be the slogan if Charlottesville Community Engagement was a newsletter and podcast about positive motivation. Instead, this is another edition of a program about budgets, buildings, and other items of interest to many people who may not yet have the 411. But alas, 411 was the July 22, 2022 edition, and we're 227 days later at 5.06 or March 6, 2023. March on, madness! On today's show, a 17-year-old has been charged with the second-degree murder of a Gordonsville man in Charlottesville Saturday afternoon. Albemarle County will begin work this week on Biscuit Run State Park. The latest information from Charlottesville government, including news on collective bargaining. And Albemarle County holds the first public hearing for the proposed $551.5 million budget for fiscal year 24. In the first subscriber-supported shout-out for today, Charlottesville Community Bikes believes that bicycles can be a means to social change, addressing issues of equity, access, and inclusion. They provide free bikes to adults who need one and have a special program that provides free bikes to children. Want to learn more or support their work? Charlottesville Community Bikes currently is seeking matching funds for a grant from the Outride Fund. Visit charlottesvillecommunitybikes.org to learn more. A 17-year-old man has been charged with second-degree murder in the slaying of a 20-year-old man Saturday afternoon at the Sunshine Market on Cherry Avenue. That's according to a press release from the Charlottesville Police Department. A second suspect was later arrested at an apartment complex in Albemarle County and charged with one count of malicious wounding. The deceased is Justice Kalel, a resident of Gordonsville who had been inside the business when the pair attacked him and gunfire was exchanged. The 17-year-old ended up at the nearby UVA Medical Center to treat a gunshot wound. For more on that story, read coverage in the Charlottesville Daily Progress. The newspaper now tallies 14 murders and 22 injuries from gun violence in Albemarle and Charlottesville since September. Fifteen years ago, the hottest development story in Albemarle County was what would be built at Biscuit Run, an 828-acre tract of land in the growth area that was rezoned for a large, mixed-use neighborhood. Then, the Great Recession hit, and the developer sold the property to the Commonwealth of Virginia in 2009 for it to become a state park. While a master plan was created by the Virginia Department of Conservation and Recreation, Funding from the state did not immediately materialize. So, in January of 2018, Albemarle County entered into a lease with DCR to operate the land as a regional park to be funded locally and not by the state. This week, work will finally begin to get to work on the first phase of the project. Here's a section from a press release that went out last week. To prepare for the construction of these park improvements and amenities, Albemarle County will begin clearing approximately 7.5 acres of land on Wednesday, March 8, 2023. This work is expected to be completed by Saturday, April 1, 2023. The first phase includes an entrance to the park from Route 20, 75 parking spaces, bathrooms, and a trailhead. The actual opening is now planned for the late fall of 2023 for this first phase. We'll have more on Biscuit Run later in the show.
Yesterday's Week Ahead newsletter was too long to feature anything from a very informative section of the agenda for tonight's City Council. Here are some highlights from the city government in Charlottesville from the March 6 report from Interim City Manager Michael C. Rogers. For some reason, the top item is an announcement of non-stop flights from Charlottesville to Orlando from the Charlottesville Regional Airport beginning on May 3rd. Direct flights to Philadelphia began on April 4th. The city has hired a labor relations administrator to serve as the negotiator in the forthcoming collective bargaining between employees and management. Sarah Miller Espinoza has also performed similar duties in Fairfax County and the city of Alexandria. The city has hired Jimmy Morani to represent management. Espinoza will lay out the rules for the petition and election process in 21 days. Councilors are to be trained by someone from the firm Venable today. Mark your calendars for a strategic planning retreat for city council on May 5th and May 6th. The North Carolina-based firm Raftelis was hired in January to work on the document, which has been delayed a few years. There's one more week to submit a poster for a contest honoring the 50th anniversary of the city market. You can learn more about that in a story I wrote from February 15th of this year. The market season begins on April 1st. The window is open for elderly and disabled community members to apply for relief from real property taxes, and that will close on May 1st. There's an image in the newsletter with criteria, or you can visit the Commissioner of Revenue section of the city's website for qualification and eligibility details. A request for proposals is expected to go out this month for a firm to assist Charlottesville Area Transit in providing microtransit service in Albemarle with service anticipated to start in the summer. You can learn more about that program from an article I wrote on February 14th. And finally, 15% of city staff failed an email phishing campaign in February, the same rate as the previous training exercise. Listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and in today's second subscriber supported public service announcement, if you are cleaning out your garage, basement, or garden shed as spring approaches, the Piedmont Master Gardeners will gladly take any yard and garden equipment you no longer need. PMG is now accepting donations of new and used tools, hoses, decorative items, outdoor furniture, virtually anything used to create, maintain, and enjoy a garden. These green elephants will be offered for sale to the public during PMG's spring plant sale. Donated items may be dropped off at 402 Albemarle Square between 10 a.m. and noon on Tuesdays and Saturdays through the end of April. PMG is not able to accept plastic pots or opened chemicals. To arrange a pickup or for more information, contact the Piedmont Master Gardeners at greenelephant at piedmontmastergardeners.org. As for that sale, mark your calendar for Saturday, May 6th at Albemarle Square Shopping Center. For the first time since 2019, 
Members of the community in Albemarle County had the opportunity to give public comments about the draft budget for the upcoming fiscal year in Lane Auditorium. Last week, there was a public hearing. Afterwards, Jack Jewett District Supervisor Diantha McKeel had this to say. It was really shocking. We had a couple of years when no one showed up for the budget hearings, so it's nice to see folks. The pandemic closed the space to meetings for three years, but several people took advantage of the resumed normality to give feedback on the proposed $555.1 million budget for fiscal year 2024. But first, County Executive Jeff Richardson gave a condensed briefing that included this fact. Real property assessment values year over year are up at up approximately 13.5%. That amount results in about $25 million in new revenues. And Richardson is recommending using some of that money for infrastructure projects identified in the Capital Improvement Program. Richardson said a very large portion of the county's revenues this year will go to support Goal 5 of the Strategic Plan, Education and Learning. The, the goal is to support exceptional educational opportunities. The single biggest expenditure in our budget each year is the transfer to the Albemarle County Public Schools to, just, to do just that. The capital program also sets aside funding for two new elementary schools and a high school center, as well as an expansion at Mountain View Elementary. For a full recap of the budget, you can read my story from February 25th, 2023. One of the speakers during the public hearing was Paul Newland of the Rio District. He said this year's assessments reflect a real estate market that has behaved erratically in the past year. Albemarle County experienced an 8% rise in home prices during the past year, a significant increase. This was probably driven by an extremely low interest rate, about 3% for most of the year. It is now at 7% and home sales have decreased over 25% since the first of the year. The market is clearly no longer as robust as it was during the short period of time reflected by our assessments. Newland said inflation is adding to economic hardship for retirees on fixed incomes, and increased property taxes will only make it worse. He urged the Board of Supervisors to scrutinize the draft budget to find cuts so that the real property tax rate could be reduced. Gustavo Espinoza of the Legal Aid Justice Center said he spent the pandemic organizing residents of the Jack Jewett and Rio districts with eviction prevention and rent relief. With dwindling state and federal funds for those efforts, he advocated for more local spending. I've witnessed the need, an urgent need for both emergency rental assistance and for long-term affordable housing. And so today I'm asking, please invest more money in both of those items in the budget. Lydia Brunk of the Charlottesville Democratic Socialists of America also advocated for spending for low-income tenants facing eviction. I am acutely aware of the fact that tenants are paying increasing amounts of money for poorly maintained houses and have increasingly scarce resources to turn to in an emergency. We've spoken to tenants who are paying $1,700 for a one-bedroom apartment with issues like mold or broken plumbing that don't get addressed. Don Long of the Whitehall District appeared on behalf of the soccer organization of Charlottesville Albemarle and asked for investment in more places for people to play sports. 
I was excited to see two additional fields in the new budget, but I wanted to encourage the board to really consider adding additional fields and additional field maintenance into the, the budget. We're dramatically underserved in terms of the number of fields for our population for soccer and for other sports. Those fields would be built at Biscuit Run Park at a cost of $3.8 million for design in fiscal year 24 and construction in fiscal year 25. And that was it for public comment. Supervisors will begin their review of the budget on Wednesday with a work session at 3 p.m. Some of them had parting comments after the public hearing. Here's Supervisor Ned Galloway of the Rio District. Pay attention to what your supervisors do during the budget because you'll learn what their priorities are. Supervisor Jim Andrews of the Samuel Miller District reminded the audience that the materials are available for anyone with access to the Internet. This big book that each of us has up here is available online. Uh, presentations are available online all through the albemarle.org website uh, under uh, finance and budget. And all of that material is available in a link, guess where, in the newsletter. Supervisor Donna Price of the Scottsville District asked for specific information to be ready for the work sessions. When assessments are calculated, how they're calculated, and what flexibility, if any, the county has with regard to how those assessments are determined, because we've gotten a lot of questions about that. Stay tuned for more from the Albemarle Budget in future editions of Charlottesville Community Engagement, as well as the Charlottesville Budget. Budgets, buildings, and more. This is the end of the podcast for today. There will be another one tomorrow. There's nothing really significant to note here, except don't forget that I also appear on WINA with Courtney Stewart at 5 p.m. every Monday to talk about a lot of this stuff. Tune in and find out what mistakes I've made this time. Thank you to the one in four of the audience who are paying for a subscription to the newsletter. If you'd like to join them, you know, you can sign up for a paid subscription through Substack. $5 a month, $50 a year, or $200 a year. Questions about what that will get you? Drop me a line and I will be happy to let you know. For now, I have to get on to mentioning that Ting also supports this work and they will match your first payment. Maybe you want faster internet. If you sign up for Ting at a link in the newsletter and enter the promo code COMMUNITY, you will get free installation, a second month for free, a $75 gift card to the downtown mall, and that's pretty cool. If you'd like to know what's up with the feed, if there is not a new edition on a given day, I post updates daily if I'm not doing one in the Substack chat. You will have to download the app. I recommend it. Thank you very much. I'm out of time. Gotta go. Bye.